Welcome to the Best Coach Ever podcast. I'm your host, Lynette Marie, an online business mentor and social media expert to online coaches and totally obsessed with helping women win in life and business. After spending over seven years in the online fitness coaching industry and scaling my own fitness coaching business to multiple six figures, I fell in love with something new, helping women build their own businesses online. And to date, I've helped hundreds of women scale their own online coaching businesses to massive success. Each week in this podcast, I'll be sharing how you can be the best coach ever, which isn't just about being a good coach to your clients, by the way. It's about knowing how to run your business like the successful CEO you aspire to be. It's also about learning to run a business in a way that gives you the best life ever and your clients the best results ever. And lastly, it's about being the best, happiest version of yourself that you can be inside and out. Also, in the Best Coach Ever podcast, I'll be sharing the business strategies, mindset hacks, and life lessons I've learned in my own entrepreneurial journey and sharing interviews with industry leaders with expert advice in leveling up your health, mindset, and business. So if you're ready to be the best coach ever and learn to build the life and business of your dreams, come dive in to the Best Coach Ever podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Best Coach Ever podcast and back to today's episode that uh, feels very on time and on brand for where we are in the year. I don't know about where you're at right now, but I'm in Michigan. I mean, I live here, so that makes sense. It is, it has been like 80 degrees, 85 degrees, sunny, warm. And so I, my mind is on vacation. My mind feels like I'm literally on summer vacation and I'm feeling good. I'm also feeling very lazy. Uh, I was supposed to start recording podcast episodes about an hour ago, but I spent 45 minutes laying on my porch trying to not fall asleep in the sunshine. So that is where we're at. But uh, that kind of leads me into today's episode talking about well, kind of, talking about dealing with unmotivated clients. And I wanted to bring this up now because we are entering the time of year that I often find that some clients start to get unmotivated, whether you are a fitness coach working with fitness clients or a nutrition coach or a business coach, even whatever kind of coach you are, there is a chance that you will see a shift in client behavior once we start hitting the summer months. Now, I know if you're in Australia, seasons are actually flipped. So like, you're not hitting the summer months, but you're also probably heading into winter, which we can also see client behavior shift a little bit in winter. But for many of you listening to my podcast, it is summer months for you. Um, But to be honest with you, this episode today is not even just, it's, this will work for you for anybody who has this issue. And the issue we are talking about today is dealing with unmotivated clients. What do we do about unmotivated clients, clients who are not showing up, not doing the work, not checking in, or maybe they are checking in, but it's just clear they're only giving like 50% effort. So therefore they're not getting results. They're feeling frustrated. You're feeling frustrated as coach because you know they're not getting results because of their actions and choices. And yet you probably feel guilty about it or feel bad or feel like you're failing them. And maybe it's maybe even making you doubt yourself as a coach. If that is you, if that is something you deal with, then A, welcome to showbiz, baby. That is a very normal experience as a coach. And B, you're in the right place at the right time because we're going to talk about this today. You guys know, many of you know, I have been an online coach of some sort for 
eight years now. We're coming up, my, up on my eight-year um, business anniversary. In fact, by the time this podcast goes out, I think we will have just passed my eight-year business anniversary. Um, and so I was a, I've been an online coach for eight years, but I actually was a coach even before I went online. I uh, was a personal trainer in a gym, so I've actually been coaching human beings for nine years. So if there's anything I know, well, it is human beings. <laughs> and human behavior and how they act in coaching containers because I have been doing this for a very, very long time. Which also means that I have a lot of experience with dealing with unmotivated clients, dealing with unmotivated clients in the fitness space, dealing with unmotivated clients in the business space. I I know this topic well. And the first thing that I want to say is that having unmotivated clients, clients who are not showing up, not doing the work, um, even clients that seem to be ghosting you, that is a very, very normal experience. There is not a coach on earth who is not going to have unmotivated clients who are not doing the work and therefore are not getting results. There is not a coach on earth who is not going to deal with ghosting clients, clients that sign up for their programs, stick around for a little bit, and then just seem to ghost, right? Like just stop show up, stop showing up altogether. That's impossible to to avoid because something to remember about your clients is that they are in fact human. And another thing to remember is that the reason they hire you a lot of the times is because they deal with a lack of motivation, right? Like that's part of what makes them wanna hire a coach. And so it's not like when they hire you that that lack of motivation is magically gone. For a lot of people, it starts to decrease, right? Because they now have a coach and they're now invested in a program. And so they're just more likely to show up, do the work because they have support, they have a plan, they have some accountability. However, it does not completely solve the problem of lack of motivation. And if you've ever worked with a coach, you probably know that this is true. I've worked, I've been working with business coaches consistently since 2018. I have worked with a couple of fitness coaches, uh, meaning that like I've hired business coaches to be my mentors. I've hired a couple of fitness coaches to be my fitness coaches over the last several years. And I can tell you with certainty that even I, as someone who considers myself pretty um, high functioning, high achieving, um, a, a fairly decently motivated person, a decent amount of the time, sort of, <laughs> I still have not had like perfect attendance or perfect follow through on any of the coaches that I've hired. It definitely has helped me perform better and get better results, like without a doubt. But even right now, I can tell you, even with my current fitness coach, over the last six weeks, I'm supposed to check in weekly. I think I've checked in three times. Like I'm not being a perfect fitness client at all. Um, And the thing is, it's not my coach's fault. It's not my coach's fault. I am not checking in because I've been really busy. Um, I've been doing a lot of stuff with work. We've gone through two to three launches back to back. Uh, I was I went on a vacation in between that. There's just been a lot going on that's occupied my mind, occupied my energy. And so my fitness goals have taken a little bit of a backseat. And so I've just like not been checking in as often because I feel like I don't have much to report. I feel like I'm saying the same things over and over to my coach. Um, So, I mean, yeah, but my coach is fantastic. I'm obsessed with her. I fully intend to continue working with my coach for like the next three to four months, if not the rest of the year. Um, But yeah, I'm a human too. And your clients are human. And so they're going to go through stuff, life changes, um, lack of motivation personally, uh, energy shifts, things that are going to take over their time and energy that will cause them to perhaps not be the best client And that is just normal because that is life, 
right? That's life. But as a coach, if you've ever had a client ghost you or you've ever had a client be really unmotivated and not getting results, then you know as well as I do that it doesn't feel good. It never feels good. Even if you know, okay, that client's not getting results because they're not checking in, they're not doing the work. um, And so that's why they're not getting, even though you know that, it's still hard to not take it personally. It's still hard to not blame yourself and wonder if there's not something more you could have been doing or that maybe you're not as good of a coach as you thought or you're not good at motivating people or you're not good at whatever, right? It is difficult to not take it personally, but what we're going to talk through today is really how to handle this both first, you know, kind of mentally and emotionally, but as well as like tactically how to handle unmotivated clients, because especially in the fitness space, I feel like I had it down to a science of how to help my unmotivated clients step by step to really like just get them to a point where they were getting back on track or get to a place where I realized once and for all, look, this client is absolutely choosing to either ghost or just not show up, not do the work. And I feel I can just kind of like clean my hands of this at this point and realize that I have done everything I should do and they are just choosing not to show up. And I refuse to continue to feel bad about that because, you know, it is what it is at that point, right? We cannot carry the guilt of other people not making choices that they probably should be making. You know what I mean? But we'll get through some of that. But first things first, If you are dealing with an unmotivated client right now or a bunch of of unmotivated clients, because what I kind of was starting this podcast out with was letting you know that in the summer, we'll often see a lot of clients get unmotivated for a number of reasons. You know, like I was saying at the start of the podcast, it's sunny out, it's warm. The last thing that I want to do is be like inside working out or like on my treadmill getting some steps in or like inside cooking long, hot, healthy meals. Like, no, I want to like sit on my back deck with a bowl of popcorn or like a popsicle. I want that to be dinner. I don't want to do a bunch of workouts. I want to just like chill on my back deck or swim in my pool. Like I'm in a vacation state of mind when the summertime comes, you know what I mean? And I think a lot of people feel that way, um, especially when it gets warm out and we can spend more time outside. Not to mention that the summertime is when people have more vacations, they're traveling more, um, so they're maybe not as home as often, they're out of their routine. In fact, I think a lot of people fall out of routine in the summertime because they might be going here and there traveling, um, not to mention anyone with kids might now have kids home from school, uh, that their their kids are with them all day long and they've now got to occupy their kids or they're shuttling their kids to day camps or summer camps or whatever the case may be. And so uh, people with kids may not have normal schedules or routines right now or their schedules, routines might be kind of like up in the air. So for a number of reasons, I find, and I definitely found as a coach when I was a fitness coach, that in the summer, client behavior can start to shift, client uh, uh, focus, client attention on their programs can start to wane a little bit. And I just finally, after years of watching this happen, I just started realizing like, oh, clients might act a little bit different in the summer. That's okay. There's so many things that we can do to try and like help and support them, which is what we'll talk about today. But if you're seeing that, please know that that's normal. That's the point I'm trying to make here is like, what you're experiencing is very normal and it is very likely not your fault unless you invented summer, in which case I thank you so very much. (laughs) But yeah, first things first, if this is happening to you, try not to take it personally because if you do, you'll either feel like crap about yourself, right? Feel like I'm not a good coach, my clients aren't getting good results and it's my fault, blah, blah, blah. Or it might cause you to take on kind of like a 
defensive stance with your clients, right? I've seen this happen where coaches are upset that their clients are not like checking in and they start feeling defensive of like, well, why aren't you checking in? Like I laid out this program for you. I'm your coach. You owe me more respect than that. You should be checking it, right? There's almost this like defensive energy, which I'm like, yo, your clients are not going to respond to that. You cannot make it your client's job to make you feel like a good coach with their check-ins. Like that is not the vibe. That is not how we coach people. We have to check our ego at the door and remember that this is not about us. It's about the service we're providing for them and being a good coach and mentor for them. So like, yes, you can feel your feelings. You can be frustrated with clients, but to take it out on them to me is just like, it's really, it's immature. We have to have a bit more self-awareness than that than to let ourselves take out um, our disappointment with our clients on them. I just don't think that that's beneficial to the relationship at all. Um, But again, we don't need to take this personally into thinking that like we're a terrible coach or anything like that, because very likely we're not. Uh, It's just very likely that A, it's this time of year, especially, and B, clients just get unmotivated at times. Like I said, they're human. They hire us because they deal with motivation issues. And so it's likely that that's going to pop up from time to time while they are working with us. Another important thing to remember, too, is that it's not your job to make your clients motivated or to make them want to do the work. And it's not your fault if they don't. It's not your fault if they are not motivated. It's not your fault if they are choosing not to do the work. I think somehow over the last several years, the the job description of a coach, of a fitness coach, has like really gotten warped with people having very poor boundaries into thinking that coaches are supposed to make people motivated and make people want to go to the gym and make clients want to show up and do the work. And then it's somehow the the coach's fault if the client doesn't show up and do the work, which is insane. Like that's literally insane. How is it my fault that you chose not to do something? That's insane. And we can't let ourselves fall into that trap of letting ourselves feel guilty about another adult's decision to not do the work. Yes, as a coach, in an ideal world, you would have strategies and tactics and things to help motivate clients, to help excite them about their pathway and their program, to help re-energize them and refocus them. Absolutely. I think that's a fantastic skill set for a coach to have. But to go all the way as to taking responsibility for another adult's choices That's silly. That's not a thing. So we're not doing that. Absolutely not. We're going to let other adults be adults. And as a coach, we're going to love them, guide them, help them. But we are not going to make it our fault when they don't do the work. That being said, if we do see that a client is like struggling to show up or a client is struggling with motivation, I do always as a coach want to investigate that. Like what's going on? Like is this, is this like a seasonal thing? Like, is it just like summertime? Is it, you know, you're just kind of getting distracted? Is it lifestyle related? Like something's going on in your life or your personal life that is um, taking up your energy or diffusing your focus or just whatever? Um, is it something about the plan or the program that I've created that feels really difficult to achieve to? Is it, right? I'm looking for really the barriers, What is the barrier between my client actually getting the work done and actually sticking to the program? That's what I want to find out because I know if I can remove the barriers or help them remove the barriers, it will be easier for them to get back on track, actually show up, do the work. But we can't really just decide for ourselves what we think that barrier might be. We're going to want to engage with our client. So if you have a client who is seems to be unmotivated or maybe is ghosting you, 
first things that we're going to want to do is just reach out to them. Now, maybe they are checking in consistently, but you can just tell they're unmotivated and they're not doing the work. If so, then I think we just have a conversation with them. Um, If they've been kind of ghosting you, not checking in, then I would just be attempting to reach out to them maybe every several days, definitely not daily, but like really my personal thing when I was a fitness coach was um, we had check-ins that were due every Monday. If by Wednesday I did not see a a client's check-in, like if it was two days late and they still had not checked in, I would send one message to them just saying like, hey, I noticed you didn't check in this week. Let me know if you needed like an extension on that or, you know, when you thought you'd be getting your check-in in or if something's going on. And then I would leave it at that because I'd sent the message. I let them know. I noticed that you didn't check in. Let me know what's going on. And it's up to them now to then respond to me. If I didn't see them uh, checking in by the end of the following Monday, so now we've missed two check-ins, I'm again sending another message, but really I'm only sending about one to two messages a week. Uh, To me, that was enough to let them know, hey, I'm I'm watching. (laughs) I see that you're not checking in. Uh, I'd love to help you and support you, but I'm not going to go sending crazy messages all day long trying to you know, emotionally manipulate my client into coming back into my world. Like I have to let them be an adult. To me, my job was to just always let them know I was there. Hey, I'm I'm looking out for you. I'd love to reconnect, that kind of a thing. And this is if I'm like getting ghosted. So that's what I would be doing. Um, If if you're not being ghosted and you can just tell your client is unmotivated, not not really doing well, that kind of a thing. um, I like to just have a very kind and loving conversation to them where first I validate like, hey, I'm so excited that you're like still showing up, still staying in touch with me, like still giving this some effort in your brain. That's amazing. So proud of you for like still making this a priority. Here's what I'm also seeing though, right? And this is where I might go into like, I notice that we're not really getting workouts in or I notice we're not finishing workouts or I'm seeing that we're not tracking all of our meals or I'm seeing, right, whatever we're kind of noticing that's just kind of proving out that this client's just not doing the work, Um, especially if they've said that they're not really feeling motivated. I might even say, I know you've even said you're really struggling with motivation. You're not really feeling up to, you know, the task at hand, Um. And then I kind of end that with, I would love to help you out of this. Like, I, I get where you're at. I've been there a million times. Tons of my clients have experienced this before as well. What do you think is really the barrier between you, where you are now, and actually following through fully on where you want to be? What What do you feel like is possibly in your way? And then from there, I'm just trying to help them figure out what that barrier is. Again, there is usually some barrier. It's often time or lack of energy or just like, truly just lack of motivation. I just don't feel like I care about this much as much as I used to, to which then as a coach, my response is, okay, so like, what would make you care about this? Do we need to reconnect and have another call about why this goal was important to you? Why this outcome is important to you and worth working towards, right? We're really just trying to get to the root of the lack of motivation um, or to find the barrier in their way that's preventing them from really following through. Something that I did find as a coach was that sometimes a client would hire me as a fitness coach and I would give them like, you know, a nutrition protocol and a workout protocol and off the bat, they would be good. Like they'd be doing the workouts, they'd be following the nutrition protocol, but two, three, four weeks in, a month or two in, it would just start to slip, right? That's pretty normal behavior as people just, the excitement of the program wears off, people are less uh, motivated or uh, the program is less like fresh and new. So therefore their focus starts to wane, that's normal. But what I would do at that point um, is I would just look for where they're starting to slip. Like, is it their nutrition? Like, are they still hitting their workouts but they're just like not tracking as often? 
then I might say, hey, well, instead of aiming to track seven days a week, why don't we just aim to track four days a week? Or why don't we just aim to track breakfast and lunch and don't worry about dinner? Which for me is just trying to lower the bar to make it easier for them to win. A lot of times why clients start to lose motivation is because they just continually see themselves not win, right? They just keep skipping workouts. They keep not following through on workouts. They keep not tracking all the way through. And so to watch themselves consistently fail is going to kill motivation because there's going to be this story going around in their head telling them like, oh, you're not doing a good job. You're not going to get results, which is just going to decrease their, you know, intrinsic motivation, if you will. So when I see that happen, my goal at that point is to figure out what can I do to lower the bar to make it easier for my client to get some quick wins. Now you might be thinking, okay, but Lynette, if I only have them tracking four days a week out of seven, or if I only have them tracking breakfast and lunch, it's going to be really hard for me to even know what they're eating so that I can help them. It's going to be hard for me to even know how much food they're consuming. Like they're not going to get results. Yeah, I understand. They're also not going to get results if they can't <laughs> if they can't start getting back into the program either. And so my goal in the, that short period of time is about remotivation rather than trying to get as many results in that moment as I can. Because I have found that when I would have a client struggling to like track their food, if I lowered the bar and was like, "Hey, can we just track breakfast and lunch Monday to Thursday?" They would do that for a week and then they would start feeling like a winner again. I'd be like, awesome, let's do that again this week, but from Friday to Saturday, they would do it. They'd be like, oh, look, I was, I'm feeling good. I feel like I'm like actually, you know, on track again. So then the following week, it's like, okay, well, how about we track all meals six days of the week, Sunday, don't worry about it or Saturday, don't worry about it, right? So I'm just slowly raising that bar back up as their confidence in themselves is raising. And yes, for those three weeks, we may not get results. But my goal uh, as coach at that point is just to get action, right? Get action, get them feeling like a winner again, because I know that taking that short period of time to prioritize remotivation rather than prioritizing the best, most optimized result is going to help them actually get back in the game and therefore like get to a place where they actually could get results, right? Because otherwise, if for the last six weeks of a program with a client, they're just constantly giving 20% effort because they feel like a loser. They Their brain is like, well, this program's almost over, so why even bother, blah, blah, blah. They're never going to get any more results those last six weeks. But if instead I spend two to three of those last six weeks helping them like get back on track and feel like a winner and feel like they can do this, and then actually spend the last three to four weeks of the program back at kind of like full capacity, then we're still gonna like move the needle forward uh, and actually see a result those last few weeks. And if anything, probably have that client remotivated into wanting to extend their time with me because they'll be back on track. So for me, it's really about um, figuring out really what is the barrier between my client and consistent action, helping them with that barrier, whether that's lowering the bar, making it easier for them to like follow through on something, even if that something is not quite enough to get them results, just so that we can get them some quick wins and feeling kind of motivated again, because that's what helps build motivation is like seeing yourself follow through on the goal. Um, So sometimes it's just about decreasing that goal, making it an easier goal to hit so that they feel like a winner and can start achieving bigger goals, bigger tasks, follow through on the rest of the program more easily. That being said, sometimes somebody will just be checked out and there's not much you can do about it. And you do have to recognize at a point when somebody is just checking out and you have to be willing to disconnect and let go emotionally if needed. Now, when I was a fitness coach, 
I would continue to just like check in with them weekly. If I wasn't seeing check-ins, I I would still reach out weekly like, hey, Jessica, um, you know, I saw you didn't have a check-in again this week. I know that's two weeks in a row now. Just wanted to let you know I'm thinking of you. I'd love for us to reconnect um, and just kind of you know, see what's going on for you, see what I can do to help you. Um, you know, I know that there's so much available for you and trust me, I'm not here to judge. Like, I just want to help you in. So let me know how we can do that. Right. And then the following week, if I'm not seeing anything again, just might reach out again, like, Hey, Jessica, thinking of you, let me know when you have some time to, t- to chat. I'd love for us to, you know, kind of talk about refocusing on goals, right? Every week, I'm just kind of making a touch point so that they know, Hey, I'm here for you. I'm still waiting on you, man. Like, I would love to help you out. And again, I'm trying to make my energy as least critical, least judgmental as possible. Like I want to be a safe place for them to return, not to feel like they're going to come to me and just be hit with judgment or maybe like, well, you've wasted six weeks now. You've wasted four weeks now, right? None of that is going to be helpful to a client who already, they know, they know that they've been like not doing the work. They know that they've not been following through. I as coach do not need to bring that to their attention. I and this is maybe just my coaching mentality and approach. I want to be the coach that's there to be like, okay, cool. We're back in the game. Awesome. Let's do this. I believe in you. Let's go. But you know, sometimes you will do all those things and the client will just ghost. They will just not follow back up. They will not check back in. And really at that point, um, it's up to you if you want to just leave them on your roster. And like, if they're continuing to pay, I mean, you can let them continue to pay. I have had times where like a client would sign a six month contract with me. They would just ghost for a month. And I would be like, I, where did this client go? Like, what's going on? Are they, do they still want to work with me? And then like a month later, they'd be like, I'm so sorry. Like my life got crazy, but like, I really want to reconnect. Right. And so I'd be glad that like, well, I'm glad I didn't kick them off my roster. I'm glad I didn't like cancel their payments and like get rid of them because maybe they just needed some time to like regroup and like deal with their life and then come back. So my philosophy was just to let somebody stay on my roster until their package end or unless they would come and talk to me about like, you know, leaving early. It just rarely happened. Um, But some coaches are like, look, if you don't check in for two weeks in a row or three weeks in a row, I don't want you on my roster. I would just say make that call now. Um, Have that inside of your contracts, letting people know like, hey, if you skip more than X amount of of check-ins, you're off the roster. But otherwise, uh, I, yeah, I think it's important to know that like as a coach, you will just sometimes run into people who just stop caring um, or have a life stuff come up and they just don't feel the need to communicate to you that like they're not going to care about this anymore. They're not going to check in. Um, people who will just lose motivation, people who will just, yeah, get discouraged at some point to the point where they don't even feel like it's worth continuing to show up or continuing to do the work, right? We have to remember Again, the types of people who end up hiring coaches, especially fitness coaches, often do so because they have struggled so much with discouragement and lack of motivation. And just because they've hired a coach does not mean that they are immune to that. So it's just normal that they would, that we would still see some of that come up while we are coaches. Um, So of course, as a coach, anything that we can create or use for support with clients to help with lack of motivation, like talking about habit building and system and routine building, that all can be really helpful. Um, Telling your clients, hey, when discouragement or lack of motivation comes, here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to say to me. Here's how, you know, right, giving them kind of a game plan for when that happens, I think can help with clients uh, who who might run into a lack of motivation or, or just want to ghost out of discouragement or whatever the case may be. All of that can help. But at the end of the day, there's just no way 
to prevent a client who wants to ghost or is going to deal with lack of motivation. There's just no way to ensure that you won't ever have to deal with this. No matter how good of a coach you become, no matter how helpful or how much you check in, you just can't control other people. And to take it as your personal responsibility when a client struggles with motivation is just going to mess with your self-esteem. It's going to mess with how you feel about yourself and how you feel about your coaching. And that's not helpful. Now, you know, there is always a time and place to take how clients are doing as a reflection of your coaching service. I think that can be fair, but, you know, only if if like two thirds of our coaching roster is really, really struggling, then we might want to look at our, our coaching systems or our processes and ask ourselves, is there any holes that I can fill, any gaps that might be in my coaching process, anything I can do to help resolve this? But if you have just like a normal 20, 30% of clients who are struggling, or even in the summer, sometimes that can rise up a little bit, that is just normal. It's not, in fact, it's not normal for a client to just join your coaching and just be killing it all 12 weeks or all six months without any problems. That's abnormal. It's very normal that throughout your time with your clients that they're going to struggle. They'll have times where they're discouraged. They'll have times where they ghost. They'll have times where they're not motivated. That's normal. Uh, And we just don't want to take it personally and make it an us problem when 98% of the time it's not an us problem. Uh, It's really that the clients are just dealing with a normal thing that comes up in a, um, a weight loss journey or a health journey or any kind of journey to a goal. Um, And yeah, this, this is, in my opinion, the best way to deal with it as a coach um, to help support your clients as much as possible without taking responsibility on yourself that really lies with the client. Because at the end of the day, they're adults. They have, you know, when they sign up for a coaching program, they agree to put their full effort in. Uh, and when they stop doing that, they can't be surprised when they don't get results, nor is it fair for them to blame it on you. And even if they do, you can know, hey, like, this is actually not my fault. <laughs> I'm sorry you're dealing with a lack of motivation, but, right, and I would never necessarily say that to a client, but yeah. So I hope that this was helpful, you guys. I know that dealing with unmotivated clients is really difficult, often discouraging, um, but please know, again, this is normal. Uh, here's my best ways for you to deal with this when this situation happens to you, and uh, you're gonna be okay. And the more that you deal with these kind of situations, the better of a coach you will become I am so certain of that. So I hope this was helpful. Thanks for hanging out with me and I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Best Coach Ever podcast. If you love today's episode, do me a favor and share a screenshot of this episode on Instagram story and tag me or go ahead and leave a five-star review for my podcast on iTunes. Both helped me out so much in getting my podcast out to new people. Thanks again for hanging out with me today, you guys, and I'll catch you on the next episode of the Best Coach Ever podcast.